There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into this Wednesday edition of the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each of you listening. And today, we will be finishing up the meeting, Lord willing, down at Tremont, Maine. That's in Seal Cove, Maine, the Tremont Baptist Church. Pastor Chuck Barge is the pastor there. And we certainly are thankful for the opportunity we've had to be in the state of Maine and preach here in the state of Maine. And what a blessing that's been. And uh, Lord willing, then we'll head out on Saturday and head to upstate Vermont for the meetings up there in Linden, Vermont. And then we'll continue on from there, head down to Rhode Island for that following Sunday. And then the very next week, we'll be at the Anchor Baptist Church in Wellsville, New York, and begin Youth Week in Western New York. And that is one of the highlights of our year. This will be our 13th year in Youth Week, and I'll be moderating this year with Cliff Taylor, be the co-moderator with me. And we certainly look forward to what the Lord is going to do. And so pray for these services. Pray the Lord just have his will and his way. And we're looking at the wisdom of God in Job 28. And one of the things that uh, we look at in this is we see a parable. Job is speaking in a parable. He continues that parable for a couple of chapters. Uh, But what he's speaking of here is the wisdom of God. And can we find wisdom? And let me just give you a couple of Proverbs here that absolutely tie in with this. He says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction And then this, to perceive the words of understanding. And that is why in the parable of the sower, when he speaks of that one, that that seed fell on good ground, he springs up and brings forth fruit. This is he that hath understanding. He understands the things of God. He knows why, because he has perceived the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. And he said, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. Any man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. And so he says in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But then he also tells us, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And what a sad thing that is to know a fool, to see a fool. I recommend to anybody that's listening, anybody that studies the Bible, takes the time, look up that fool. I believe it's 88 times in the book of Proverbs alone. And that's fool, fool, fools in plurality, fools in the possessive, foolish, foolishness, foolishly. The actions of fools, acting like a fool, being like a fool. And the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And when you come out of that, categorize those fools. Each one of those is very distinct. I preached a message years ago on the anatomy of the fool, because in Proverbs, we see the mind of a fool, the eyes of a fool, the hands of a fool, and the heart of a fool and the mouth of a fool. And one of the worst things a fool has is his mouth, and it just spewed forth foolishness. And you don't want to be a fool. You want to know that you have understanding, know that you have knowledge of the Most High. If you've not looked up the fool, 
You need to look up the fool and understand the fool. In verse 10, he says of chapter two, he says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. And here's why wisdom must enter into your heart. This is why discretion preserves thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. It is a protection to have wisdom. It is a protection that God would lead you in the way of understanding. And so in verse 12 of Job 28, when he says, but where shall wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Where's wisdom found? He's going to tell you where wisdom is found. We've already identified that in the Proverbs, but yet he goes on in this chapter and he says, man knoweth not the price thereof. What is that? The price of wisdom. When your ways are God's ways, when your ways are established by the most high God. When you're kept from the evil man, from the froward tongue, and from the, the evil woman. And when you're kept from those things, all the wonderful wisdom of God, it will give you understanding. And he says, in, again, in verse 13, the end of 13, neither is it found in the land of the living. Now, it's interesting that he says wisdom is not known or not found in the land of the living. Now, there's a couple of ways you could look at that, but when he identifies where it is, you'll understand. He's speaking, I believe, of this earth. Wisdom is not an earthly thing. There is no such thing as earthly wisdom to change your path, to change your course. You can have some character of this earth. You can have the wisdom of this world and succeed in this world and have monetary gain and have financial uh, helps. But at the same time, spiritually, you could be a train wreck. Spiritually, you could be shipwrecked. I know people of excellent character who deny the Most High God. I know people who have excellent character and morality and deny the Most High God. I know people that are financially successful, and they've been so because of excellence of character and because of a high regard for their morality, and yet they do not know God. And so he tells us this is not found in the land of the living. The depth saith, it is not in me, and the sea saith, it is not in, with me. So again, the depth doesn't have it, the sea doesn't have it. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. And you marvel at the people today that spend all this money on education, and they use the word wisdom, but really what they mean is they're getting more intellectual, they're getting smarter, some, not all. And they're trying to get an education in a field because it's going to make them wiser to try to find their job or they give them more information to find a job. It's going to make them more successful. But that's not the wisdom God speaks of. And I know many college graduates that are fools. I know people with doctor's degrees that are absolute fools. Why? Because they don't believe the Bible. I know men with THDs and PhDs in theology. And uh, in Bible, and yet they're absolute fools because they deny God. They deny the word of God. They deny this King James Bible. There's no wisdom in that. Therefore, gold can't buy it. Silver can't buy it. You're not going to purchase this with education. You're not going to purchase this from a rich man and say, hey, here's my money. Give me wisdom. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. It's far more valuable than gold to have wisdom. It's far more valuable than the riches of this world. It's far more than the absolute, the gold of Ophir, the finest gold there is. Wisdom is far greater than that. 
The gold and the crystal cannot equal it. And this exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. So there's no price put on wisdom. You can't go find wisdom. You can't go barter for wisdom. You cannot go and exchange for wisdom. You cannot go into this world and climb the mountains and find a guru and say, guru, give me words of wisdom. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because it's not in the land of the living. He tells you that. Where is wisdom? We spoke of that in the Proverbs. We'll look at this in the end of Job here. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. So now we have rubies, we have the topaz, we have fine gold, we have pure gold, and yet wisdom can't be bought with those things. I watched the bartering, and look at the bartering of men that barter in gold and silver and jewels and gems, and they spend their life, many of them, studying these things and learning these things. And there's a price on everything in this world. And if folks don't realize that, everything in this world can be bought. There is a price. There is a, a $375 million yacht available for sale right now in Monte Carlo. And if you want to buy that, you can go buy that. If you want to buy the greatest collection of antiques in the world, you can go buy that. If you want to buy pure gold bars and fill your mansion, you can go buy everything in this world is for sale. Most people are for sale. If you want a woman, you go buy her. That's just the modern way of doing things. If a, a rich woman wants a man, she goes and buys him. And if she can buy young or old alike, she can go buy wealth. She can go buy all of these things. Everything in this world is for sale, but wisdom is not for sale. There's no price to it. And that's the parable that Job is speaking of here. Whence then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? So he asks again, he asked in verse 12, but where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Here he says, whence then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? One of the marvels of salvation is that you do receive wisdom from above. And that wisdom is not earthly. That is a spiritual wisdom. It's imparted to those that believe. And yet you don't understand the value of that wisdom, even when you first get saved. It's not until much later in life you look back and you realize the choices you were making were not because of you. And it wasn't because of some type of intellect you had. No, it's because God gives that wisdom. And he keeps you from that evil. He keeps you from destroying yourself. He keeps you from wicked women. He keeps you from evil men. The Lord told us that. But do we believe that? Do we want to believe that? That's God's wisdom. He does that. He imparts that. He gives you understanding. You now can weigh two things and look at them, one through scriptural eyes and the other through carnal eyes, and realize there's wisdom and understanding with God's way, and there's no wisdom and no understanding without God. People that marry are in danger when they marry outside of wisdom. When they marry without understanding, they're in danger. When they have a family without, day, without wisdom, they're in danger. They cannot see that. They make decisions based on carnal things. They make decisions based on monetary gain or what their family thinks or what neighbors think. And they're so worried about what everybody else is thinking, but they make these decisions without wisdom. They don't stop and think. They don't stop and pray. They don't weigh them against the word of God. And let me just say this. There's things you don't have to pray about. And everybody's talking about, we got to pray about this. we got to pray about this. If it's against wisdom, you don't have to pray about it. If it's void of understanding, you don't have to pray about it. The decision's already been made. I think oftentimes it's just a carnal reason for a purpose to try to negotiate an end to these things with God. We have a desire. We want to make sure God gives us the desire of our heart, and therefore we negotiate with him. But God's not pleased with that. God doesn't work in that manner. God doesn't operate in that way. 
And so he asked, where's the place of understanding? See, it is hid from the eyes of all living and kept close from the fowls of the air. And so we cannot see this in the land of the living. We can't see the place of wisdom. Destruction and death say we have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. So how do you find wisdom? You go to the one that knows where it is. You go to the one that knows understanding. You go to the one that has the place of understanding, the knowledge of understanding, that giveth wisdom. For he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven to make the weight for the winds, and he weigheth his waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then did he see it and declare it and prepared it, yea, and searcheth it out. So what does God do? God takes these things and God uses them. Why? Because he has all wisdom in his hand. God has all understanding. He's seen the weight of the wind. He's seen the water. He measures the water. He knows these things. And he understands what's in this world. He understands the gold. He knows where every piece of gold in this world is. He knows where every gemstone is. He knows where every vein of silver is. He knows where the finer is. He knows where everything in this world and every little particle is in this world. And therefore, he is the only one that has wisdom. And therefore, we seek out God for wisdom. And how do you seek out God for wisdom? Job said it. All of my words were written down. That's where we find wisdom. It's in those words that are written down. And under man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. So he tells you very clearly, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And if you want wisdom, fear the Lord. You say, I'm not a wise person. I'm a fool. I make foolish decisions. Fear the Lord. You say, I don't understand the scriptures. Depart from evil. I don't understand these things, depart from evil. I don't have good understanding in life, but depart from evil. Boy, people just can't make decisions because they want to depart from evil. They got sin in their life. They got things hidden. They got things buried. They're scared to make a decision because they don't have understanding from God. And God will give that wisdom, but God will give that understanding. He will impart wisdom to his own. He'll impart wisdom from the word of God to them. If they fear the Lord, he'll give them wisdom because they make their decisions based on that fear of the Lord. And then if they'll depart from evil, he'll impart understanding to them because they know not to do evil. They know to do good and to have understanding is to do good. It is that basic and that simple, yet it's so hard for people. It's the most basic thing in the world. Fear God and keep his commandments. The Lord will impart wisdom to him. The Lord will impart understanding to that man that absolutely hateth evil and has turned from evil and does not do evil. It's so very basic, but very few have wisdom. Very few have understanding. Why? They don't fear God. Not only do they not fear God, they will not depart from the evil of their ways. I pray this has been a help. We thank God for the parable Job has spake to us in Job 28. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.